This podcast is powered by The Plug. Yo, yo, it's Life's Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. And we got producer Julius filling in for my man, D-Boy. I'm um, in the building, yes, behind the mic. Behind the mic, man. Usually behind the, uh, the engineer board, but we got him behind the <laughs> mic. Check it out, though. We got a very, very, I can't even say special guest. You can't. It's, it's, we got a legendary guest. Legend, yes, <laughs> legend. That's the word right there. Can legendary, say, it's got to be legendary. Can we even say iconic? Oh, iconic. <laughs> What's bigger than iconic, though? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to say whatever's bigger than iconic. That's the word right there. But check it out, man. We got my man. The world's greatest. I ain't going to pretend like greatest. I can do the voice, but Kid Capri is in the no. building. Yeah, what's hey. up, man? What's poppin', man? What's going on, brother? Chillin', man. Everything good. How you doing? Good, man. How you, how you feeling out here in, in Denver right now? Hey, man. There's no other way but to feel good yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah. Denver, man. Y'all got it made out here. Just chillin', man. Oh, man. fun out here, man. We trying, we trying, we trying, man. So we just going to get straight into it, man. Right. You've been in the game for, yeah. for, for, for how long? Long time, man. Since I was eight years old, man. Shaking it up. I got known... Uh, maybe 27 years ago That's when I started getting known mm. It's crazy With Def Comedy Jam Yeah Well yeah. before that I got known with Def Comedy Jam Before that <clears throat> That's how I got to Def Comedy Jam I was hot with, with the mixtapes You know The mixtapes got crazy In the street And that was the beginning Of the mixtape Ever started becoming What it become And um You know Russell C My power in the street Came and got me For Def Comedy Jam I got my first album deal Got my first radio deal the rest was history and everything ever since then it's just been really crazy man word word man so coming up from that era and still being around in this era mm-hmm. I, uh, it's, it's a major shift over the years the longevity man yeah to go from there to a Kendrick Lamar album right I'm yeah. saying yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what drives you to just keep going man well, nobody's, a lot have come and gone uh, well what it is is um, one is I, you know, I feel like if your talent is there your talent is there you know what I'm saying? And one is, and another thing is nobody's gonna tell me when to come and go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, as long as I do my job the way I supposed to and the people that come and pay them tickets to come and see me in my shows, they're happy and they satisfied, you know, that's really what matters. As long as the product the product I put out is good, as long as my radio show, you know, Sirius XM, as long as that's uh that's rocking. As long as everything that we do, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it has credibility to it and substance to it. Then nobody can really tell you when to come and go. Right. You know, I've seen dudes come and go because they get old, stuck in an old school way of thinking, mm-hmm. and they can't get out of it. They don't want to. They don't want to advance to what's going on. You know, what I'm saying now, and and, and accept everybody that's coming in, right. and and teach the ones that's coming in. You know, yeah. what I'm saying because a lot of dudes that's coming in, they don't have no grooming to them. They just an overnight sensation. They got they bounce on the record, threw it out, right. internet. Now they out, and they don't really know. How to really move in the streets? Like as you can see right now, where everything is going on in hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say no names, but yeah, you know, um, where everything is going on in hip hop because that that comes from you know back in the days, in the Motown days and in the '70s and all that, they had artist development. They don't have that right now, so it's like right, dudes right. is just out there free falling. So anybody's doing anything and to the point where it's not even special no more. You see, people is not even special. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because of, because of that reason. So you know, but as long as you stay hot in what you're doing to be able to change with the times and accept everything that's coming in, you'll be all right. Work, 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 work. Is steroid use ruining professional sports? Steroids? I think it's a good thing. 
Look what it's done to our baseball players. Roger Clemens, my man, he can throw a ball 380 miles an hour. Steroids. After 20 years? That's a bad motherfucker. I think there should be a whole new league where you can have all the steroids you want. Who cares if you grow another foot? You got three fucking feet? Run, motherfucker. If I spend $700 for a, a basketball game, I don't see a motherfucker fly. Let them all have steroids. In boxing, I want to see somebody knock that motherfucker's head off. I want to see a hockey player eat the fucking puck. I'm going to tell you who needs some steroids. The soccer player. Three fucking hours. The score is one to one. Give him some steroids. I want to see the score 115 to, to 150. I'll pay to see some shit like that. But you need steroids. I'm going to get me some fucking steroids. I want to be able to bang, bang, bang a girl for about two years. Knock a motherfucker out. Boom, 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 boom. And give them to the people going over there in that rack. Give them some steroids. That should have been over. They had steroids. Let's go home. We done killed everybody. Come on. Hey, you kids, quit slamming my goddamn door. Damn. That's, that's interesting. We spoke on that before. It's, I think even just outside of the entertainment industry, like uh, a lot of young cats come in, and even from a street aspect, man, it's like there was always the OG to be like, don't do that. Absolutely. And yeah. nowadays, it's, 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 it's like some of the OGs is kind of like, instead of saying don't do that, they're saying why you do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a disconnect. But with that being said, do you feel, from, from a DJ aspect, do you feel the art of DJing has been lost over the years? I mean, it's not. Listen, man. Like, um, everybody do what they do. I stay in my lane and do what I do. You know, everybody use CDJs. I use turntables. Me and Jazzy Jeff from Scratch and the dudes that built it to where we built it. We stay where we at with that, as far as that's concerned. But as far as technology, technology is concerned, you use technology for certain things. But I like to keep it organic and basic, and that's what it is. And um, I just think that a lot of there's a lot of people that that's in it. That's DJs because they could grab a computer and throw a bunch of MP3s on it mm. and slap their name up on something and call themselves a DJ when they really, they really not that. They just like the glam of it. They like the way it look and it's an easy way in. Right, Even right. for the artists that just not popping no more, their records ain't selling no more. They resorted to DJing because they want to be in the limelight and that was their way right. of doing it, which I think is kind of corny if you really ask me. Um, there's dudes like Jermaine Dupree who was already a DJ first. Mm. You know what I'm saying that left and came back to it now so he's something different but I'm talking about when you go into somebody that never did it and then they see that's their way to stay in it Still just have that it's like you know and then you got dudes yeah. that shortcutting themselves you know letting a lot of promoters you know pay them underscore money right you know what I'm saying money that they know that they they worth way more right than what they getting and I'm not here to count nobody's pockets or nothing like that. But these things is what, ho what hurts the culture. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? These things is what makes things too easy and too accessible so it don't become special no more. Right. But me and my, with my way of thinking, it doesn't matter what computer came in. It doesn't matter how many MP3s. I'm going to still charge what I charge. I'm going to still right. do what I do and stay in my lane. Right, because they're they paying like for not it. just the DJ. I mean, they're paying for the name, the brand. They're paying, the they paying for everything. The name, the brand, the experience, the talent, everything. Because yeah. it's not about just money for me. I, I really care about my fans that pay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I've said this on the Drink Champs, and I've said it on an Ebo interview, that you know, there's been times where you know promoters might do everything according to my vibe, everything's supposed to happen, and then something like rain happened, and the crowd can't get there because of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I tell them to go set up the next party for free, and I'll come do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because... He'll feel like when I'm down, kid ain't gonna kick me further. Right. Where the next person gonna say, I'm here, I got my money, I'm out, I ain't got nothing to do with the crowd, and he's out. That's right. not how you build a relationship. Right. 
that same promoter had me come back six more times that year to that city and won't even think about having nobody else because he know we safe with kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's you know, just good business, right? It's, there. it's, it's, it's so much. It's so much too. Yeah. If you if you really want to see. If anybody want to really know the one-on-one or how to do things, watch my Ebo interview that I did with Hot 97 Ebo on YouTube. Watch that and watch uh, Drink Champs. Watch both of those, and I put a lot of game in it to let y'all know what the do's and the don'ts is. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and, and, and it's just you take it as you want to take it, but you know, it, it's really right there for you to see. And you know, you just got to watch it and have an open mind to it, and you see what's going on with it. Dope, 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 dope. So, I mean, you already you cemented in various lanes. You know, when people say Kid Capri, you know, me personally, first thing that comes to mind is DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, if not the biggest DJs, but as far as production, got right. a lot of production credits with some heavy names. I mean, produced for Madonna, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> man, so let's explain just, that. Yeah, let's let's run down the production credits a little bit, because, I mean, I feel like that's something that needs to be tapped on. Like, heavy yeah. I mean, Capri. Heavy D, 50 Cent, 50 Cent. Big L, Jay-Z, I mean, the list can keep going. There's a lot of people. I mean, how does that side of the game vary from being behind the tables? <clears throat> well, to tell you the truth, man, production never been my bread and butter. Mm. Um, the DJing thing and doing my shows and stuff like that, they always been my bread and butter. Okay. I always loved the production thing, but it never was the thing where, I, first of all, I'm not a dude that like to bother people and say, Yo, I got beats, and I, I just, I have a, a thing about that. I just always had a thing about that. So when people came to me and asked for them, I had them. Um, but it never really been my thing where I was doing the, the production hustle. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so busy doing, I'm so busy doing everything else. It wasn't until um, until battle rap. Well, no, no. It wasn't until some years later where I decided to really take it more serious. I even got a Grammy. I got a Grammy with Jay. You know right. what I'm saying? And that still didn't move me to where you know what I'm saying. Go hustle with the production. It just wasn't like that for me. It was more huh. of you know I do it when I do it. You know right. what I'm saying? Out of love, kind of. Yeah, it was a love thing, and um. Then when Madonna walked through the door, <laughs> that's when I was like, like okay, right. maybe this might be a little serious. Okay, this might be something Go ahead different. and get that bag real quick. Yeah, so when she called, I was like, oh, okay. So then uh, we, I did that. And what I did was I did, um, she she paid me a big, big bag of money for the song Masterpiece, mm, okay. right? That she wanted me to remix. And then um, she gave me the same amount of money, the same exact amount of money for another song, the song she did with Nicki Minaj, the single. Right. Yeah, okay. She wanted me just to see. She, she already paid LMFAO to remix it. But she gave me the same bag that she paid me for Masterpiece just to see what I'd do with that record. Mm. Just to hear what I would do. She wasn't putting it out. She wasn't doing nothing. She was paying me just for the labor of doing it. Right. And she never even got the record. She wow. paid me all this money, right. never even heard the record. Masterpiece came out, did good, whatever. But the other record, I, she never even heard it. So what I did, I had did Masterpiece. If you listen to Masterpiece, it's more of a poppy type record. It's more pop. The joint with Nicki Minaj, when she told me to do that, I made that more EDM, okay. but I made the beats changing it. Right. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to put it in the hood. And then I made a, a trap joint yeah. with the beats changing in it. So I have three uh. different versions of three different Madonna joints I did. Wow. So, but she paid me some bread. <laughs> wow, I love Madonna. Man. Shouts to Madonna. Yo, bro. big shouts to Madonna, man. So, you know, yeah, it's Madonna, 50 Cent, uh, Jay, uh, Hell. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a list. It's so I mean, many, it's, man. It's a yeah, lot, man. man. Busta Bombs, Nas. My whole childhood, I feel like, I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of how I really know you, like, from Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, y'all just had that 25-year reunion. Absolutely, on yeah. Netflix, did real good. And, and that's funny that 
you know, um, it'd be funny when people, when you say that, when you say, you know, I know you from Def Comedy Jam, whatever, but there's so much history way before that. There's so much stuff that people don't know. I'm doing a book right now. I'm doing a book, doing a movie. Okay. Um, Movie is called Mr. Every Ever. Right. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I'm doing, I'm doing those two, those two things and a lot of information is going to be in there. A lot of different things. You know, I've been with every kind of celebrity, every kind of ball player, every kind of everything. And I have so many stories with different stuff, but it's even more, what's even more fascinating than that is the story before the music. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? What happened before the music. When you were just a kid from the Bronx? Even before that. Uh. I was born in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And the story starts there. My dad okay. was a soul singer. My dad made soul records. My granddad, his father, played trumpet for Dizzy Gillespie, Count Basie, and Miles Davis. I have the trumpet that he bought in 1940 in my studio. So there's a story, a whole story before me, before I even get to that. And then when it get to me, there's a whole story before the music. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like, yeah, that's why it's going to be really, really crazy how it come out. It's going to be a good book. Yeah, it's going yeah, sure. to be really dope. It's going to be really dope. I, I think it's dope how kind of go back to what you were just saying every individual from every era can kind of pinpoint when they got put on the kid capri and then you look at now and you got like you know like our little brothers or whatever and they're like oh right. man that's he was on that that kendrick album you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like a restarting process right that that's what they do <laughs> every time and, and you know, know what and the crazy thing is you say to yourself like the kids will say you know i know him from the kendrick album but then you got to say to yourself, why is he on the Kendrick album? What, yeah, what was the right. reason for you him getting to the Kendrick album? With so many other people that Kendrick could have got, yeah. Kendrick could have got his man that he grew up with. Right. But what's the reason for getting Kid Capri? And that's what makes people go back and say, okay, now I get it. Right. This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I never been, you know, I had two hit TV shows, Def Comedy Jam and Master of the Mix. Yep. I, but what I do really wasn't displayed on television. Really, what I really do. You see spurts of stuff from Death Condemn and all that, but you didn't really see the kick and free. You ain't get to feel that on TV. So I never really became a big TV star except for the part I had in Death Comedy Jam, which was enough. Yeah. Which was enough. (laughs) It wasn't that. (laughs) Which was enough. But if they were to see, if they was to see what I really do on a a big scale, on what it really is, what my shows look like and how everything be, if that was televised, then that would take me to another place because now you get to see the real experience of it and that goes for young kids to older kids. Keep in mind, my show on Sirius XM Fly is called The Block Party. The reason why it's called The Block Party is because when you go to a block party, everybody's invited. Young, old, they're right. all together. It doesn't matter how you look, whatever it is. So when you listen to my show, the same way you hear KRS-One, you hear Drake. There you go. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So that's how my show is old and new, everything mixed up, different shit you never heard before. It's, it, you know, and it's just like that. So, And that's how I feel like radio really should be. I don't really think radio should be. You hear the whole same thing all day, every day. I agree. It's you a different totally every time. Yeah. And to go, go back to the music, just personally asking, do you have a go-to track? Because every time we interview a DJ, it's kind of like, man, you just got that track that either you just feeling right now or you know, man, all right, this is going to set this set off. Right, so every time. crowd. That it depends on what the what the time is, and what the crowd yeah. is, and where we at, and what's going on. I can drop nine hundred number from from forty five king, yeah. make them go wild, and then I can another time at a party, I can drop uh, uh, the the Kendrick and, and Rich Kid joint. Make, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it depends yeah. on where you know what I'm saying what's going on. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Word. So speaking of new generation, yeah, your daughter's an artist, right? Vina Love. Vina Love. Yeah. Vina Love. So uh, what's, how did that come about? She was just like, let me follow Pops. I mean, you know, she's she been seeing what I blood. do. She's been around. She, and I've had her on stage at Radio City Music Hall, seven years old. And, you know, she followed the same path that I did with my, did with my dad. So, you know, and her attitude is in a good place. But she really can sing and she's really talented. So... And the main thing is her attitude being in, in the right place and being humble and all the stuff that go with it and all that. And she showed me a lot and, you know, she did a lot of work. And she even put records out that I didn't really agree with. You know what I'm saying? And so, But she didn't ever want to use the Kid Capri. It's my dad tag. Right, she right. wanted to do it on her own and prove it. And when she came out with she came out with Best of Me, she did the Best of Me record with her boyfriend, the, Jay, the Jay-Z and Maya joint. Yeah. <clears throat> she did that over. Okay. That, was, that, was, that was crazy. Did a video to that. <laughs> And she did some songs that it was cool. Then she came when she came with air. That's when I was like, let me step in and you know move. Then I went and got. Uh, <clears throat> I took it. I did Khaled's party in California, and she was the only one that performed there. <clears throat> then the next day, I had her with Jamie Fox on Entertainment Tonight. He had her come do his pop up in New York. Me and him flew back from California. He had her come and do that. Then I had her on Revolt, and then I had uh, when yeah. got Snoop. Made those moves. Snoop. Yeah. So put her with the proper people, let her be seen with everything. She's moving. She's doing her thing, man. Yeah. I took her to, to uh, Snoop is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I took her to the Rock Nation uh, party. She and you know that that was a test for me to look at her to see how she was going to act around all these yeah. big people. Right, right. And she did exactly what I knew she was going to do. It's not no big deal. It's like you know what I'm saying. It's, it's right. cool. It's respectful, everything, but it's yeah. natural. You know what I'm saying? So once I seen she that, I was it. like, all right, she got it. Yeah. So, you know, she's moving, man. She's doing good. She just did South by Southwest, shut that down. Dope. She just did a show Dope. with uh, Ja Rule, Fabulous. Okay. Shut that down, Philly. So she's moving, man. Was there any hesitation just, just, just as a pops and just knowing how the industry is? Um, no. You know why? Because she knows how I move. And she know how I do things, and she follow the footsteps. So she moves. You know what, man? A lot of times the kids get into things when the parents show them the wrong way to go. When they show them things, that, and you know sometimes the parents may not even think it's wrong what they're showing them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because things are moving fast, a lot is happening, everything's coming, so you may be doing things and not even really pay attention to what you're really doing. And that child is always going to remember that. Child's minds are small, so they're going to remember a lot at an early age. So you have to be careful when it comes to that. And me being in the business, one thing I, one thing that, um, perfect example, you know, at one time, you know, back, you know, I mess, had a lot of different chicks, you yeah, mess yeah. with different chicks, whatever that. And, but you got to think, your, if your daughter see that, how she's going to look at you as a father. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So There's different girls coming in and out. Uh, right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now, with that being said, how, what kind of moves you gonna make? Is it more important to go chasing, or is it more important to raise your child? Or, and not even only that, just be a better man. Period. Right. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know we can go out there and play with everything we want because it's out there for you. Right. But we in the time where we in is social media right now, and everybody trying to come up. That's you know what I'm saying? True. It takes nothing for them to just say whatever because they didn't get where they wanted to be with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? They feel like you got something from them, but they didn't get what they want from you. Now it's time to put you on a certain kind of blast when it wasn't even really that. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? And right. a lot of people are going through that. And I'm not here to say that, you know, women ain't been touched or women ain't been violated in, by certain men of power. But what I will say is when you have dudes going out there accusing people <clears throat> and then you have reporters out there sealing the deal like the person is guilty, mm. you know what I'm saying? 
Russell you, ain't no, you ain't no judge. Right. Like, you ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you to say that this man did whatever because you want a podcast, your podcast to blow right. up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, you know, right. and Torrey had did that, as a matter of fact, talking to talk about Torrey. Torrey's the one that really did that, and that's the reason why I approached it on the IG the way I did. You know, that's Russell. He created a lot of lives for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give that man the benefit of the doubt to a judge. Right, or the know? court, you know what I'm saying, say whatever, and then you go out there and you say... Supposed to be innocent to prove yeah, guilty. Yeah, you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like and I just felt like that was just wrong to do. I absolutely agree, man. That 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 kind of, that got me right there, because it's like, man, everybody hopped on Russell's head. And it's like, bro, like, you know? come on, man, like, just a minute ago, Russell was your man's. And now, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, all and that, my thing is, yeah. like, you know, you know, people do things, man, people make mistakes, and I'm not saying this is Russell or anybody in particular. I'm just saying, like, people make mistakes. Like, when you're younger, you do things you don't think is you think is the right thing to do, or you may not even be aware that it's the wrong thing to do. And then later on, as the years go by, you realize I probably shouldn't have did that shit. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, right. I'm older now. I'm in a different place in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even thinking that kind of way. Like, I'm not even that type of man. And then somebody comes from 20 years or 30 years later from before and pop up out nowhere. All this thing you built up, now because they said that it stained your whole career. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if you going if, if, if it was an yeah. issue, deal with the issue when it happened. Don't wait 20, 30 years to say something. Like it just sounds yeah. crazy. That it just it, it just do to me. Like because really, how are you gonna even really prove it? Really? Right. Seriously. So all you doing is really. And, and the worst just, part is, no matter if it's true or false, that person's character is out of there. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, because of the way this society is right now, social media and all so that. ACTK Kirkland, I was just looking at his video on Vlad. Like he was saying that a chick tried to uh, accuse him for rape. And they found out that she was lying, and he pressed charges on her, and they put her in jail for two years. I didn't even know they could do that. Yeah, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they could do that, so I posted yeah, it on IG. That. And and it's a good thing. It's yeah. a great thing, because I watched three dudes. My huh. three dudes get a call, get accused for rape. I was there, right there. The chick wanted to talk to my man, really wanted to hit my man, and he didn't want to bother with her. And we was in my other man's crib, which is a cool, don't even go outside dude. And he told her she had to leave because she was bugging. She sat on the, um, the steps and called the cops and said that my dudes raped her. Mm. For her to go to, I had to go to bail these dudes out, fifteen hundred dollars a piece, and then go to court for her to tell the truth. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I don't believe yeah. everything right, that right, is thrown right. out there because I was a witness to see that this happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you just can't tell me whatever, and I'm just gonna believe it. You got to prove it to me. Yeah. That's what I hope they got the power now that they just start speaking up, like you're saying. Just, you know, if yeah. something happens, say something. Don't wait. Don't, don't wait to 30 years, 30 years 20 years when you feel it's convenient for you. You know what I'm saying? To say something. I was watching the Pac, the chick that Pac went to jail for. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. watching that interview. Yeah. Now, she did it when she did it. Yeah. When it happened. You see what I'm saying? He got locked up when it happened. She didn't wait. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If somebody violates you and, and do something to you, you I'll wait all the time. It makes it sound like you wanted it to happen, and now you had a chance to think about it, and you know you ain't got nothing out of it. So now you're going to go in. Right. That's what it so makes it sound, sound like. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it is, but right. it makes no, it sound no, like no, that. That's you know too real. No doubt. That's no too doubt. real. Man, so oh, a lighter subject, <laughs> though. I mean, what's really next for Kid Capri? I mean, I know you said you got the book coming, you got the film you're working on. Yeah, what's that. really popping up? What's coming on? Um, give a kid. I started my Give a Kid Foundation for kids. Man, I'm going around huh. to schools and I'm putting breakfast trucks in front of schools. Wow. Okay. And uh, I'm doing a backpack tour. So, you know, kids, man. A lot of kids, man. There's a lot of kids don't eat. Yeah. They don't. Their families ain't got food. Uh, can't afford for them to eat in the morning. 
Yeah, especially breakfast. That's big. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you before they go to school, they have a breakfast truck. They can come and get food and roll on out and everything is good. And, you know, they have a good day. And then they have a, we have a backpack tour I'm doing. Um, you know, they're going to get computers and clothes and sneakers and organic food and all that inside the backpacks. And it's going to be real big what we're doing for them, man. That's you can go to givingkid.com and see what we're doing over there. It's G-I-V, <clears throat> uh, G-I-V-A-K-I-D. Giveakid.com. Giveakid.com. And we'll I see mean, what's of, up. Of course, you're moving around, getting booked up constantly. Yeah. Man, does it, does it ever weigh on you? I mean, because you move around a lot. Since 1991, 200 shows a year. Man. Damn. Is it ever that moment like, man, I need to sit down for a second? Or it's like, man, if I sit down, I'm going to cool off so I got to keep going. Well, um, at one time, I was doing six shows a week. Mm. Now I do two or three shows a week. And it's the weekend. Sometime I'll do a joint during the week, but mostly I'm home during the week, doing the studio shit, you know, doing that. So it ain't as bad as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Not saying it was bad, but it, right. it, the traveling. And you got to remember, I'm the first dude in hip-hop to own a tour bus, like before yeah. anybody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody was renting tour buses. I owned mine. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? I two of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that shows you how much traveling I was doing. Yeah. Flying on nine planes a week, like, you know what I'm saying? So... Because of it, and then all the records at the time I had the record fifteen crowd travel fifteen crates of records so I got tired of the planes I said you know I'm just gonna buy a bus and that's what I did so everybody started getting their bus to do me baby and uh, Def Jam and uh, everybody started getting their buses to tour bus plug yeah yeah so <laughs> that's how we did it and um roll like that and so I bought my second bus the bigger bus and then I, after that I got tired of the road so I got back on the, on, the, on the planes but yeah. You know, when you look at it like you look at it like this, man, you're getting paid to do something that you got paid. You're getting paid to get to, to do something you did for free. Right. 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 You did it for free. You're getting paid all this money to fly first class or possibly a jet to stay in the flyer suites to see the country. And this is you getting paid to do this. Right. For your passion. How do you That's get tired crazy. of that? That's real. How do you get tired of that? Like, there's no complaining in that. People complain every day. I don't want to get up and go to work with some dude that I can't stand early in the morning going through snow and traffic. How do you complain and say, I'm going to retire from music? You don't retire. We ain't no ball players. We ain't getting our bodies beat up and football up and down. We we music. This is music. You know what I'm saying? You can do this the day you die like James Brown. It's in the soul. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's in your soul, and you can leave it and come back, but it's in you. It's like it's ne- that's never going to leave you no matter how much you take a vacation from it. It's always going to come back to you. Right. There's a lot of dudes that, a lot of soul artists that fell off years ago. They're all on the road right now because they, they miss it. It's there, it's there for them. Why wouldn't they do it? You know, it's in their life. Right. So, you know, right. I'll never leave you, man. Appreciate you sticking around, and we appreciate you for coming through, man. No like doubt, I man. Appreciate you having me, man. But I want to ask you this one question: Any piece of advice or knowledge you would leave with the people listening to this right now? What would that be? First things, y'all go watch those two videos. Mm-hmm. I right, the Ebro video with me um, on YouTube, and, and go watch the the Drink Champs video. You can watch Rap Radar too. These are the last three video, last three interviews I've done. I'm shutting down the interviews for a while after this one. Word, appreciate um, Go watch those three. Go watch the, the Ebo one and go watch the, the Drink Champs and you'll see 
what I'm saying on there and you can probably apply it to yourself. And also listen to my show on Sirius X and Fly Channel 47, Saturday and Sunday, 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I'm on the turntables acting real accordingly, okay? <laughs> so make sure y'all check that. It's no, it's, it's no radio out there like it. Trust and believe it. I kick Capri one on one on the Twitter and the Instagram and the real kick Capri on Facebook. Y'all at your boy, you heard? That's how you know my man. That's how you know my man is a professional. You know what I mean? Let's get it all here right here. But man, we appreciate that. Let's make some noise for my man, Kid Capri. Yeah. Life is dope podcast. I'm graffiti. Jay Hint. Yeah. Definitely appreciate that. What's your emergency? Yeah, somebody's just broke into my house. Okay, we'll get a unit over shortly. Okay, please hurry. Real quick, can you verify your race for us? I'm black. Actually, no, I'm. I'm sorry, I'm white. I'm. I'm full white. Okay, can you answer a few questions just to confirm? Okay. Okay, how do you feel about Black Lives Matter? All lives matter. Nice. Did OJ do it? Yeah, he did it. Okay, who's the best boxer in the United States? Jake Paul. King of R&B. Justin Bieber. Okay, last question. Say ask. <clears throat> A- <clears throat> X. Oh, fuck. No. Hey, 